So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms to market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. What I, what I want to do is I want to talk about how to improve your web copy, how to improve your copy, how to improve your writing, how to improve what you're trying to sell. And I mean, let me take some water really quick. I'm flipping thirsty. Sorry, guys. Hold on. All right. So first of all, Someone said this really well uh, on LinkedIn. A guy I follow a lot. His name is Dave Gerhart. Um, he said that that sales copy website, or he said copy. No, he said sales copy is sales at scale. Copy is sales at scale. That's what he said. Copy is sales at scale. When you know how to write good website copy, that's basically having like an entire sales team that know how to actually sell really well. And so if you're looking at scaling your business, there are several ways on how you can do this. You can do it with a sales team, which has been effective in, in creating a sales org. It works. We're in the process of doing that at Ratmate right now as we speak. Or you can take the ladder and you can get really good at sales copy because if you know how to sell online, then you're going to be able to get the phones ringing, create more demand, all that stuff where your, your, um, your sales team is going to be just like answering the phones to these people that are like banging on the door. And so I want to teach you guys on how to improve your, your sales copy. So there's some things um, I would suggest. Number one, you should probably get a copy of this book, Copywriting Secrets by Jim Edwards. This dude's pretty smart. I like him. Um, this book is its pretty thick. It's 300 pages. Uh, and he's a good copywriter. And um, he, he, he shares some really cool things in here. And I'm going to start it off with this. On one of the chapters, which is secret number 13, it's all about them, never about you. Most B2B companies, and I see this a lot in the facility world as well too, most facility service companies talk about themselves before they talk about their customers or talk about themselves before they talk about the problems that their customers were facing. No one cares about you. I'm sorry to say this, no one cares about you, where you came from, how, how hard it was to build this business, how it was, you know, you're the third generation owner of this company, you know, this was passed on to you from your great grandpa. No one cares. Nobody cares. Okay. And if you're like, you're an arrogant a-hole, I'm not an arrogant a-hole. I'm simply calling it what I'm calling it a spade a spade is what I'm doing. All right. What you're trying to do is, is you're, you're trying to invite people to know that you actually care about them. And so you want to make it about them. And so 
you know, that's something that I think is really important. So, like, here's some quotes that um, that Dave Gerhardt puts together in his, one of his groups. If you want to change what someone does, you need to change what they feel and not just what they think. That means when you're writing website copy, when you're writing sales copy, you need to get emotional with what you're trying to teach them. Get emotional. Don't try to change how they think. Okay, so think about this. Can you change someone from being a Republican to being a Democrat? Probably not. And vice versa. Can you change someone from being uber religious to basically not believing in God? Probably not. But if you make them feel something, if you help them you know, do that, you need to change what they feel, then all of a sudden you might be able to trigger them and switch them over. Now I'm not saying you can do this for religion and politics. I'm not implying that, but I'm talking about this. If people were like, you're like, you know, well, outsourcing, you know, uh, is, is not the way to go. If you can help them change the way they feel about outsourcing, you will probably be able to get them to, to win them over. Here's another um, quote here. I worship at the altar of intention and obstacle. Somebody wants something and something is standing in their way of getting it. So, you know, what this is kind of saying is, is, is this whole thing of, is, is that um, you as the guide, you as the company, you as the facility maintenance company, are, are essentially trying to help them get this, this information to them so they understand how to make the best decisions for their business. Here's another quote. Super simple formula. This guy's from this guy's Russell Brunson, one of my favorite marketers. Um, hook story offer. That's it. I actually did a podcast on this. I don't even know what episode it was. It was like probably like 11, 12 maybe. But hook is how you hook somebody in. Story is get them to be feeling something that's amazing. And then offer is something that you just offer them. It's like, wow, I got to take this. Um, and here's another quote is set up conflict resolution. Think about this. Set up conflict resolution. The simplest way to tell a story. Another simple formula from Casey Neistat. So if you can set up a, a, a set up, a, a setup, like, all right, imagine this. And then you create the conflict. You going through these challenges of your facility management or your facilities, you know, having no true HVAC, whatever. But with our company, you have this, this. Do you see what's going on? So you like these these things w- will work. And I, I really, I really encourage people to start studying copywriting because that's going to set your brand apart from everybody else. I mean, telling your story will set you apart 100% from everybody else. But I can tell you right now in the facility world, facility management, no one is doing copywriting the way they could be doing it like other top brands are doing. Okay. Top brands like Privy, all right, P R I V Y. Top brands like Drift, D R I F T. Okay. These brands are using copywriting and they're selling at a scale that's just insane. These guys have been, have been acquired. Okay. You know, so where I'm getting to is that I'm trying to give you guys an idea of how to structure your, your copywriting. So I'm going to give you guys some, some notes here. So, for instance, Russell Brunson, we'll go to him. He has a simple formula on how to improve like a headline. 
is, and he and it basically goes like this. It, he uses a how to and then a without. So it could be like how to achieve something, right? And then without giving something else up. And so this is the idea he goes, how we're using is like how to achieve the thing that they want most without doing the painful stuff they want to avoid. How to keep your facilities in order without having to feel like you're, without having to give in to, um, to, uh, well, having to give in to like poor quality work. You know, do you see what I'm trying to say? So how to, and that's a really simple headline. Okay. And then that headline is going to help you structure your copywriting. It's like how to make sure all facilities, all facilities are taken care of without giving into, um, self-performers. Okay. Or non-self-performers. Sorry. So do you see what's going on there? Um, so, you know, what you're trying to do is, 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 is address the, 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 the challenges you know, like this is what you're going through. And then you're trying to like hit those objections and then you're, and then you're trying to give them some social proof in there as well too. So like when you structure this, address the sales, you know, beliefs, um, you know, or, or address the beliefs of what people are going through. Like how do, you know, this is what people expect, you know, whenever you, you, you don't hire a self-performing company, this and this and this, and then you learn how to handle those objections. Well, that's not true because this is true because we've seen this happen and this happen whenever people self-perform. And then so, you know, and here's the proof, you know, we've had this customer, this customer, this customer that did this. And what we did is we solved it for them. You write like that emotionally. So you've got your how to without headline. And then you can use these three bullets like as like structuring your copy for that. Address the sales belief, address the, the, the belief that they have. Self-performing is the only way to go. Handle the objection. Truly, actually, there's other ways of going. Let me explain how, okay? and then be filled with social proof. So, you know, here are some customers that thought that only self-performers are the way to go. Boom, 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 boom. And they realized that they were able to save more money, become more efficient, and have less fires to put out. That's simple. That's one structure. How you, following that structure right there will, will drastically improve your website copy. Okay, so here's another one. Um, this guy from Ryan Dice, he does a before and after question. So it's like your have, your feel, your average day, and then your status. Have. What they will have before slash after your product or service in your case. What they'll have before your service. What they'll have after your service. Feel. Emotional state before and after your service. How are they going to feel inside? Man, like you're going to feel like you have complete control of all your facilities. Like you're not trying to find some other vendor to take over some, you know, some, some place that wasn't getting covered because the HVAC system just died. I feel like I only, only use stuff about HVAC. Um, average day. What does an average day look like before slash after your services? Share that. And then status. Can you give customers more status? How will this make them more valuable? Here's something I need you guys to understand. We all strive for improved status. Think about this. Can you give your customer more status? If you can give your customer more status, when they go to Connects, when they go to Riftmount, when they go to Specs, when they go to some of these other trade shows, 
and they're bragging about your IFM. And they're like, man, I don't have to worry about this, 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 and this. I literally just send this, this gets done, and it is done. I can focus my attention on these things. The other facility managers are gonna be like, what? And next thing you know, that person's getting promoted to VP of facilities. Yeah, pretty flipping cool. You give you give your facility manager status, oh man, you win them. Follow this structure that Ryan Dice puts together. Have what they will have before or after your services. Feel emotional state before and after your services. Average day. This is what an average day would look like before and after your services. And then status. Can you give your customer more status? How will that make them more valuable? You write your copy like that in a before and after kind of setup. It's an improvement. Okay, here's another one. So this one right here is from Robert Cialdon's Principles of, in of Influence. I've never seen this one before actually, but recipro recipro reciprocation, it's a big word. Reciprocation, <laughs> reciprocation, which is be the first to give, um, you then, then me. Uh, so reciprocity, be the first person to give, be the first person to give, be the first person to give. You, like you need to be, you need to have reciprocity, okay? Number two, scarcity, the rule of the rare. So create scarcity with your services, okay? Hey, you know, yeah, we're, we are taking on new customers. However, we, we can't take on everybody and we're only taking on, you know, another dozen customers that need national coverage in, you know, these locations. Authority. Show credentials, backgrounds, admit weaknesses, etc. This is interesting, the whole admit weaknesses. I talk about that in my last episode of the podcast. Okay. Consistency. Start small and build. Liking, making friends, likability. And number six, consensus. Show responses of many others, past success testimonials. So the way he's kind of telling you how to like write your copy is like, you know, one is that you're showing reciprocity, be the first to give. So offer something of value. Okay. Scarcity, create Zoe, like what you offer your services or what you're offering of value is there's scarcity to it. authority. Show people your credentials, like awards that you've won. Don't tell them that you've been around since 1974. No one cares about that, but show your credentials that are like valuable things. Hey, we won this award because we were the best facility maintenance company in you know this region or whatever okay consistency start small and build like show your consistency how you've been consistent with this this and that and the other show how people like you like actual like you know liking people want to know know like you consensus show responses of any others past successes testimonials like this is like your you know proofs in the pudding kind of thing so here's another one from dan kennedy which i'm reading his book right now he asks you to set up these questions and you have to answer all these questions. And if you know these questions correctly, I'm sorry, if you know the answers to these questions correctly, then you can start writing website copy about the person that you're trying to go after. So for instance, number one, what keeps them awake at night? What keeps facility managers awake at night? 
Number two, what are these facility managers afraid of? Number three, what are they angry about? What are these facility managers angry about? Number four, what are the top three daily frustrations that these facility managers go through? Number five, what trends are occurring in their business or life as a facility manager? What trends are occurring in their business as a facility manager? Number six, what do they secretly admire the most? What do these facility managers secretly admire the most? Number seven, is there a built-in bias to how they make decisions? Example, engineers think analytical. Is there a built-in bias on how facility managers make decisions? There is one of them. They only choose self-performing companies. How do you address that? Number eight, do they have their own language? Heck yeah, they do. Use it in your copy. Number nine, who is selling something similar to their product and how? Who is selling something similar to a facility manager's product or service and how? What can you learn from them? Study, like I would study like uh, facility managers um, for products, not services, products. I would study like SaaS products, like um, the products that like uh, Salesforce offers, I view it. Um, Carigo, like those types of products. I would study those because those products are very driven by like specific problems. And if you can figure out what they're saying, you can start tying some of that stuff in. And then who has tried selling something similar and why they did that effort and why did that effort fail? Who's tried to sell something similar to these facility managers and why did it fail? So this is where you could study like your colleagues on their website. If you can answer these 10 questions before you start writing anything, this will get you started in a format and structure on how to write really good website copy. So what keeps them up at night? What keeps them up awake? You know, what keeps them up at night? What are they afraid of? What are they angry about? What are the top three daily frustrations? What trends are occurring in their business? What do they secretly admire the most? Is there a built-in bias in how they think, like, hey, engineers are analytical? Do they have their own language? Yes. Who is selling something similar to their product and how? And who has tried selling something similar and why did they fail? So, that, you know, someone similar to their product is like, all right, who's been successful selling to these people and who has not been successful selling to these people? That's pretty much it. You know, they're keeping them up awake at night, like, you know, keeping them awake at night, that's pretty simple and self-explanatory. What are they afraid of? could be losing their job. It could be, you know, like there's a lot of these things. Okay. So like you answer these 10 things, whew, you're well ahead of the game. All right. Stories are another way of selling really, really well. And so um, Steve Jobs has a structure um, that's really simple um, on, on telling a story format. So number one, tell a story to bring in the audience and the audience's interest. Okay. So this is really important to get this. Tell a story to bring in the audience and the audience's interest. I like to tell stories within my podcasts, okay? Right now, I'm not telling any stories, which is, that just hit me. I should probably tell stories. Um, but here's a story. I actually, um, you know, my current role at Ratmate, uh, I basically, I'm the CMO there. 
and it's, it's a tech company it's, it's almost like a cousin to like the facilities world uh, so with that um, our director of marketing he's not not that he's not on board but you know he was he was hesitant on our of my approach on how to do copywriting and was like you know this whole copywriting thing that you're doing it's very long very very long and you know there's a lot of copy in there I'm like yeah I know and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say like, hey, the reason we're trying to tell all these stories is to get these people to be to relate to us. And so what I started doing is I started, I started telling him stories on the benefits of writing long copy. Well, here's the thing, you know, we don't we're a new company, so people don't know us, and so they have to relate to us. And so just having something short doesn't make us relatable. We're not Coca-Cola. We can't sell something, you know, with just a few words. We have to sell something with a lot of words. Words sell, okay. And then I started sending him some, you know, some content on the, the benefits of having long copy. Now, is that, am I saying long copy is the only way to write? No, I'm not implying that. I'm just simply saying that long copy is a strategy that you should probably implement, okay? And so I was explaining that to him. He's like, you're slowly winning me over. And then he goes, hey, you know, I see all these, you know, these like these landing pages and websites that are just like really long copy, the whole Russell Brunson, you know, approach and all this other stuff. They have a funnel. And, and they just make all this money. Is that typically how it works? I'm like, no, I don't think so. He's like, what do you mean? I go, here's the thing. Like the copy is important. Like that's what gets him hooked, all right? But if you want someone to buy, you have to have a really strong offer. And that's where, you know, offer creation becomes really impairment, impair, imperative. So creating a strong offer is what's going to sell what you're trying to offer them. So that's, this is my story. So you want to tell a story that brings the audience to the audience's in, in their interests, okay? And then you want to pose a problem. Tell a story, pose a problem. So somehow this story has to relate to the problem that you're going to be posing. And then you're going to offer a solution to that problem, okay? And then describe the specific benefits for adopting that solution and show examples. And then state the call to action. Great you know, way I can explain this is, is watch Steve Jobs whenever he presents the first um, iPod, the very first iPod. It's like, you know, what was it? It wasn't this. It wasn't MP3 music in your pocket because MP3 players already existed, okay? It was a thousand songs in your pocket. And it's like, whoa, wait, what? You can put a thousand songs in my pocket? That's insane. Do you see what's going on here? And so he tells a story, poses a problem, offers a solution, describes the specific benefits, and then states the call to action. You could get your iPod this September 15th. Do you see what's happening? That's exactly how he does it. If you write like that, tell a story, pose a problem, offer a solution, describe the specific benefits for adopting the solution, and show examples, and then state the CTA, boom, your copy's improved. Steve Jobs' rule of three. Stick to the rule of three always. Um, when presenting options, it's one, two, three. Three secrets, three key points, nine, one, one. Stop, drop, and roll. So do that. So make sure you do use the rule of three. I do that a lot. In sales, you should offer three sales options. Okay, like in marketing, it should be three options. Same thing, all right? Here's another one. This, this dude is a really good copywriter as well too. Um, he calls, write the copy that hits... Um, hits on the four U's um, by Robert Bly. Copy that is urgent, unique, ultra specific, and useful. 
urgent. You have to create urgency in your sales copy. Okay, unique. It has to stand apart from everybody else. Ultra specific. You need to be speaking specifically to who you're trying to talk to. So not just facility managers in general. It can be like national facility managers or it can be facility managers in Texas or but ultra specific to who you're speaking to. You can't be like, well, we do work for everybody. No, you don't. Okay. Voss doesn't sell water to me. It's water. I will not buy Voss. Okay. Let's just be let's just be honest. Ultra specific. And then useful. All right. It has to be useful for your target audience. So think of it like this. Each you is worth one point. You want to try and get at least three points with any copywriting. So if you can use these four U's and you use three of the four, you've got some strong copy there. I'm just trying to give you guys um, you know, ways on how to structure your copywriting. So here's another one from Dan Kennedy. Uh, 10 rules for direct response marketing. This is pretty cool actually. Rule number one, there will always be an offer or offers. You cannot write copy and there's zero offers. You can't just be like, I'm gonna write a website copy and there's no offer. Like a call to action is an offer. A you know, schedule consultation is an offer. A talk to our facility maintenance uh, management you know, to experts is an offer. There has to be an offer. Rule number two, there will be a reason to respond right now. Create urgency for your people. You're like, if you think, well, I don't, I don't wanna do that. I can tell you right now, I've never bought something that I was like, well, I'll get to it later because I always forget. Okay, rule number three, you will give clear instructions. Write like a third grader, okay? Short, choppy copy. Very clear, concise instructions. Don't get these things jumbled. Step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do this. Clear instructions of what you want your people to do, okay? There will be tracking, measurement, and accountability, so you need to track how your copy is doing. Like your emails, track it, measure it, and then hold accountability on it. Hey, this is not doing well. We need to change it. Even though you're like, well, I spent so much time on this. Who gives a shit if you spent so much time writing something and it sucked? Okay? Change it. Data doesn't lie. Like I've written a whole bunch of stuff that I was like so passionate about, thinking this was doing great, and it just it just plummeted. Get over it. Change it. Okay? Number five, only no cost brand building. Oh, that means only no cost brand building. So, oh, um, so basically, you, you when when you're when you're trying to build your brand, you want to try to build your brand in ways that's going to be like cost effective or free. Okay, don't run ads just to build just to build your brand. Okay, like. Direct response is, is designed to make you money, all right? Number six, there will be a follow-up. You better write follow-ups in your copy, in your emails. Like if you write emails, there should be a follow-up to that email. There should be a follow-up to that email. And there should be a follow-up to that last email and that last email and that text message. There should be follow-ups all the time. Number seven, there will be strong copy. Very strong, okay? I've given you a lot of like examples. Number eight, it will look like mail order advertising. I actually like this because when you're reading, I'm reading his book right now, The Ultimate Sales Letter. Amazing book, great book to learn. Also, you can, should probably get, you know, Copywriting Secrets by Jim Edwards. I get nothing out of this, okay? But when you write in mail order advertising style, um, 
it tends to convert very well because those things are expensive. You got envelopes, paper printing, um, stamping those things, delivery, like all that stuff. They're written a certain way to make them a certain amount of money back, okay? Number nine, results rule, period. Okay, if you get results, you continue moving forward. If you don't get results, you change again. Number 10, you will be a tough-minded disciplinarian and put your business on a strict direct marketing diet. Um, So direct marketing, direct response, uh, it's really designed to get someone to respond, okay? So don't make your marketing, your copywriting very fluffy, um, very like, well, I just don't want to be too pushy. I can tell you right now, like, if you're not being pushy, if you're not pushing someone for the sale, you're not going to get the sale, okay? So when you start changing your copy to where it hits these things that I'm just that I'm bringing up and talking about here, it's going to improve on how well um, you overall, like how well it performs, how well it succeeds, okay? I've given you a crap ton of examples. You could also take some of these examples and learn from like um, building a story brand um, book that I talk about with Donald Miller. Um, Another book that's really good to improve your copy is Expert Secrets. Another book to improve your copy is The Ultimate Sales Letter. Like these are all books that you should be reading, okay? Because the more you do, man, your copy will start improving. It will start changing. Okay, so, and that's something I'm doing right now for Ratmate. You know, like, I'm not saying it was, it was horrible, but what I'm saying is that it needs, it needs clarity. It needs direction. And so that's what we're working on right now. And I was only able to do that because I, killed, I created a, a brand script for our company. I created a story brand for us. And so you need to create a story for your company so you know what to write in your copy. And these are going to give you some things. So use this. These are all just examples. I was just kind of giving you guys examples on how to improve your copy. I hope this was good. Um, do three things for me. Connect with me on LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash Javier Lozano Jr. Ask me any questions if you have anything on there or just, I don't know, um, you know, ask me if you if, there, if there's a podcast episode you want me to do. Like, just tell me. I'm happy to do something like that. Number two, uh, rate this podcast on, on Apple on, um, on Spotify or any other podcast out there, um, directories that um, you can do ratings. And then number three, share this podcast with someone else. Maybe it's a business colleague. Maybe it's a, a friend that's in the facility world. Whatever it is, please share it. My goal really is just to, to grow this industry uh, and get the marketing to like get to the level where it should be. You know, I think there's a lot of opportunity for a lot of these facility management companies to really just like, you know, start fixing certain things and they'll start dominating. You know, and, and, and not that you guys aren't doing well, but sales, when you write, I mean, sorry, copy, when you write it correctly, it's sales at scale. Okay. So that is it for today. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. 
All right, guys, thanks a lot. Have a great one.